ladies and gentlemen, we got the Back Judge Podcast Gambling Corner. The Degenerates Only. Degenerates Only. Our, our CEO, Adam Klepp, uh, he, he's got a little higher standards than us, so this yeah. is for Degenerates Only. This is, this is for those of you who are willing to put a little bit of money on the line. We know some of our fan base is into that, and we're just going to jump right into it. We got... Uh, we got the win total set here in front of us. All of our lines are courtesy of Tommy Yusei, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna utter the words of the website that I'm banned from. But all of our lines are courtesy of Bavada, great, great online casino. Lee's got his ears plugged right now, so I can, I can plug them a little bit. And uh, we got a bankroll of 3,200, and uh, we're just gonna get after some win totals and some 100 props. Hundred for every NFL team. That's that's what quote that was our, on, yeah quote that was unquote but you know we we ran with it so we're not going to be betting on every single NFL team but this is I guess our if we had if you know if we got gifted thirty two hundred dollars it had we'd basically be it. an hour to to yeah delegate where we would put it because we've just spent the last hour kind of putting this thirty two hundred towards win totals futures playoff bets and and you know a, a myriad of other little sprinkle on top of lines that yeah. that we'll be letting you know within the next hour or so here and, and we're still i mean it's we're sitting here it's it's august 6th so we still you know the preseason we were we just had the hall of fame game so these things obviously could change with injuries and everything but you know sitting where we are on august 6th this is the uh, the bets that we like the most you want to start kicking it awfully with yeah. the win totals just w- welcome to the gambling corner and uh we're excited to have you here um we're going to start off with win totals here and i'll kick it off with a little bit of a bang um arizona cardinals over five wins I put down 420 of my $3,200 on the Arizona Cardinals to surpass five wins um, with a $300 return. The return isn't great, and I, I think I've got a little bit, I got candy eyes a little bit for the Cardinals. I want to be one of these people who's really, um, you know, pushing, pushing the torch forward, I guess, for the Arizona Cardinals, not necessarily as a playoff team, but as a team that will undoubtedly surpass five wins. And I'm rather comfortable putting down my imaginary uh, $420 here just because I genuinely believe that the impact Kyler Murray is going to make is, I guess, higher than the mean of, of your of your NFL heads out there. I think that this guy is going to step in and be an immediate impact um, in the passing game and uh, with his feet, too, in the running game. And I think he'll definitely be enough of an impact with the last play schedule they have to surpass five wins. I really don't see this Cardinals team picking in the top five next year. I think that they're going to be a little bit better than that. And I put my money where my mouth was here with uh, Arizona over five. I couldn't quite pull the trigger on them being a playoff team in any of our prior podcasts. But I think five wins should be um, not easy because, you know, it's the NFL, but realistic for the Arizona Cardinals. I see them at around six or seven. Yeah, Lee, I, I love that bet a lot. The only reason I didn't touch it was more for the value. And I, I that was something that I found uh, throughout this prop and, and you know, win totals uh, research was that I went for a, for a little bit better value and at minus 140 I just didn't want to give up that capital but I think that's a great bet if you can uh, if you can afford to give up a little bit more to get yep. uh, a little bit more of a sure thing um, the first uh, win total that I hopped on was the Saints over 10 and a half wins and uh, this is a team that you know I really like a lot this year and it's plus money for them over 10 and a half on Bavada they have it they have them at plus 130. So I laid down four hundred dollars to win four ninety for the Saints uh, to go over ten and a half wins, and um, yeah, I just feel very confident in this team. Obviously, I think Atlanta is going to be good as well, so I think that would be the only only threat to them, maybe not reaching that eleven win plateau. But uh, I'm comfortable uh, sacrificing this cap capital for the Saints. 
obviously, if anyone has listened to our podcast before this, you'll know that I'll dissent. I'll dissent with that, and we'll find out a little bit later. Maybe not in the win totals, but in the playoff, a little sneak peek to the to the whether or not a team will make the playoffs. Uh, you'll hear what I have to say about about the New Orleans Saints. I just think that. Ten and a half is a little steep for this team this year. I saw it decline towards the end of the year in Drew Brees' play. I think the loss of Mark Ingram is highly uh, underrated by uh, the NFL heads right now. I think Mark Ingram did a lot um, to make that offense go. And I just think Drew Brees is definitely in the in the latter years of his career. And you, you saw the arm strength decline a little bit. And like I said first, this schedule is it's no easy task. I mean... In the first four weeks, you you're at Ram, the Rams and at Seattle week week two and three, and the other two games are home games, prime time against the Texas teams, uh, the Texans and the Cowboys. So, not necessarily saying that the Saints are worse than all of those teams, but I just think that the, with the gauntlet of the schedule they have, combined with the faith I have in not only the Atlanta Falcons but also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be competitive teams this year in that division, I just think that ten and a half is a little bit steep for the Saints, and I, I see them having a bit of a decline this year. Um, but obviously there's a lot of mutual respect in this room. So, so, you know, I respect that move. Um, I'll take over with the next one, staying in the division. Like I just said, the the team I didn't note as a threat to the New Orleans Saints is the Carolina Panthers. I think that this team will be arguably in full rebuild mode after this year. And like Connor Ryan stated on, on the Power Ranks pod, this could be Riverboat Ron's last year in Carolina. Their total is at seven and a half and it's plus money. Um, not new, not as confident as I am in the Cardinals winning over five, but I put 250 down for a $325 return that the Carolina Panthers would win under seven and a half games. I see them at around six or seven, maybe even if things go from bad to worse and, and Cam Newton gets in, gets injured as much as I like Will Greer. I don't think that this is really a roster that's going to be consistently competing uh, week by week. I think they got a pretty tough schedule too. don't have a lot of faith in Greg Olson, Greg Olson's health. And I think that, you know, they got great linebackers, but there's just too many holes on this team to really think that they're going to be in that playoff mix. And I think, honestly, it's it's uh, it's an easy play here for one of the plays I'll probably be spending a little bit of real money on is, is the Panthers to uh, to win under seven and a half games. So 250 for 325 on that one. Yep, Lee, and I was I was thinking the same thing as you. I, I threw 200 for 260 on Carolina to win, go under seven and a half games. So maybe I don't have the same confidence that my little bro does, but I still think that this team is... Uh, you know, uh, behind New Orleans and Atlanta, and I'm going to take the plus money for them to win under seven, seven games. Or yeah, seven and a half games. Um, another team that I faded on the under was the Denver Broncos. Uh, I, I put two hundred dollars on them to go uh, their lines at seven wins, and that would net you about one hundred and seventy-three ninety-one. Uh, it's it's minus one fifteen both to go over or under seven wins, and. Uh, this is a team, you know, another in another division that I think is a, is a two-team race at the top. And it comes down, you know, they have Joe Flacco as their quarterback, a first-year first, first year defensive coach, and Vic Fangio. Um, you know, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be shocking if they went over seven, but I just, you know, I, I'm going to take that bet every single time. This is one of those bets where I see the Broncos landing right around seven. I think there's enough talent on this roster to compete on a week-by-week basis. I don't think there's enough talent on this roster to win on a week-by-week basis. And like you stated earlier, man, it's really going to come down to Joe Flacco's ability to kind of revitalize his career. And I just don't really think that – I think this team's a couple years away from really competing and maybe even getting a new quarterback. Um, I mean, we can talk about Drew Locke if you want, but I'd rather not right now. Uh, But I just – because I don't think he's going to be playing this year. But uh, I just – it's a a win total I probably wouldn't touch, but – 
I understand why you're going under seven. I can definitely see this team um, losing more than uh, nine games this year, but I also have them landing right around seven, so I'm not necessarily comfortable playing that one, but uh, understand where your head's at, definitely. And moving forward, staying in the Ds, uh, my biggest play of all the win total totals is, as I'll reference the, the Lions preview pod, is the Detroit Lions to win over six and a half games. Yeah, maybe I got a little overzealous, predicting the Lions to make the playoffs this year. I don't think it was that crazy, but I think to sit, to set their total at six and a half, um, I think this team's floor is seven wins, quite honestly. I, I really don't see, unless things go, I mean, obviously if things go from bad to worse and the Patricia experiment uh, ends up being even worse than it was last year with unarguably more talent on the roster, then this team will win, I guess, less than six and a half games. But I just don't really see that as a reality. I don't want to see it as a reality for one. And realistically, I just think that there's too much uh, leadership, grit, and direction in the, on this Detroit roster right now for them to to lose you know ten games again this year. Huge number on them. I put five twenty five down on the over of Detroit to return three fifty. Not great value, but I just really similar to my Cardinals play. Maybe Detroit won't make the playoffs, but I think if they miss the playoffs, it'll only be by one or two games. I don't see this team being the doormat that they've been the last couple of years. I think that there's a lot of room for improvement. I love the hire of Daryl Bevel. Again, I'll reference the Detroit Lions preview pod for anyone who's curious about my, I guess, my total mindset behind this play. But I'm very comfortable um, saying that the, that the Detroit Lions are going to win seven or more games next year. Comfortable enough to put my highest play of 525 for my, uh, I guess, lowest value return on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Leah, I like where your head's at there. I, my, my next two win totals, I'm going to package them together because of the two New York teams. And I went under for the Giants at six, and I put down 250 to win 200. Uh, I think the Giants are the worst team in that division, and I will thoroughly, you know, put my faith in, in Eli Manning to, to lose, to, to get to, you know, if that, if that bet ends up pushing at six, you know, I but I that's the you know worst case scenario for me. I I don't see this team really having that great of a year. And then on the other hand, I put the Jets over seven and a half wins. I threw down just a hundred for for ninety five. Uh, this is a team that I think is going to be in the playoff mix, and uh, I think that they're they're primed for you know a a bounce back year. Yeah, I like both those plays. I think that uh, the Giants' ceiling, I guess, is seven wins if they yep. can surprise people this year, and I guess that'd be I guess money you're willing to lose, and then. With the Jets, they were the clo- I guess the closest team uh, I had to playing. I, I didn't play them in this uh, Gambling Corner episode, but I was very close to playing them. I definitely think that they're going to win more than seven games this year. And I just couldn't bring myself to doing it just because of the variety on the team. I, I think it's kind of a boomer bust year for them. Um, but I-, I like where your head's at with that play, and I definitely agree with it. Um this one isn't going to surprise you, and you're definitely going to dissent with it. The San Francisco 49ers, I think, uh, are under eight. Under eight wins. Um, it's pretty solid value. I put 250 down for 287.50, so I'm getting a little bit more back than I put down. I just think this 49ers team is a couple years behind where they should be, and I think it's going to be proven this year that they're behind the eight ball um, with their lack of, of offensive weapons and, um, you know, help in the secondary uh, on defense. I don't think that their pass defense is going to be very good. And it's seemingly they just draft pass rushers year after year after year or even, you know, run stoppers, D linemen year after year after year. And we don't see too much of an improvement 
from their D-line overall and then trading for D Ford. I mean, again, I can reference the NFC West pod if you guys want to hear more about what I have to say about the 49ers, but not a lot of faith after last year having a ton of faith in this team. Between Garoppolo coming back from the ACL, their best secondary player being Richard Sherman, who has an injury history, and he's in his uh, you know early to mid-30s, and the, the overall disorientation from John Lynch down, I think, with the signings they made this offseason, I see this 49ers team coming last. Yeah, you heard me. Coming last in the NFC West. Um, part of the reason why I played so much on Arizona is because I think they're going to be a better team this year than the 49ers and uh, get plus money for under eight wins for the 49ers. I see them around six or seven, so I was more than happy to play them under eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to dissent there, but uh, I, I have the 49ers later on in, in my uh, in some of my bets, so we'll we'll hold off for a little bit. Uh, but you know, that's probably going to be that's probably our biggest point of contention this year with me and you and even Adam is uh, and and John Dolan for that matter. Um, is the 49ers? I, I'm I'm very bullish on them, but you know it's all gonna it's all gonna come out in the wash on Sundays. We're gonna see. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm done with my win totals. If you want to if you want to. I got one I got one last one, and this is for all the fans out there, baby. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been I've been hyping this team up all off season, and I figured I had to put my my uh, my money where my mouth was, so to speak, on on the over of, of six and a half. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Similar how I kind of played the under with Carolina. I think I see Tampa comfortable in that third spot in the NFC South. Maybe even surprising people if the Saints slide. Yeah, man, I know it may sound crazy, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the fourth-place schedule with Bruce, Bruce Arians, two-time coach of the year coming in, um, You know, getting the marriage back together with Bowles as the defensive coordinator, picking Devin White in the first round. Just really like a lot of the moves this team has made in the offseason, and I think they're kind of due to have a, a pop year, breakout year, and I see them more around eight wins. Um, so six and a half was not the easiest play for me, but with my uh, emotional value there um, and how much I've been, you know, hyping up the Buccaneers this offseason, I put two fifty down for two thirty eight dollars and ten cents, that extra dime, um, on the over of six and a half for the Buccaneers, and that'll carry us into playoffs. Yeah. Basically, will a team make the playoffs or will and, they not make the playoffs? And I don't know. And a little side note, something that I, you know, the reason why I didn't go on the, a lot of these win totals is there's just better value for the playoffs, I think, Absolutely. for a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. And I think we both, uh, you want to start it off with Atlanta because I think we both put down Atlanta making the playoffs. Yep. Um, I, I put them making the playoffs. I threw down 600 for 870. Wow. Um, you know, I am very confident in the Saints to, to win this division, but this is more of a. Um, you know, this is some security on the Saints, and I just think this Atlanta Falcons team is really good after they had a down year last year with injuries. I think this team is going to be very competitive, and whether they get into the playoffs as a wild card or win the division uh, outright or, you know, be a top seed in the NFC, which I don't think is crazy uh, to think. I think this is, you know, probably the best value that I saw was Atlanta plus 145 to make the playoffs. Yeah, I put 400 for 580, so you're even more uh, invested in the Atlanta making the playoffs than I am. Um, definitely think that this is the best value play. I just think that, I mean, Klepp would probably agree with us. This is his Super Bowl pick. I think that after the down year that Atlanta had last year, um, they're coming back pretty strong this year. And like you said, regardless of if the Saints win the division or if there's two other top dogs in the NFC, I just think that it's a safe play that the Atlanta Falcons come wintertime are definitely going to be in the mix um, for that for that playoff spot. I, I think that this is probably, like you said, a high-value play. And then I'll stay in the division in my uh, pretty pretty awful sneak peek I gave earlier. The Saints to miss the playoffs. I, 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 hit, I hit the no button on the Saints. 
$150 for $375. I think the value's there for all the reasons I said earlier. Uh, this Saints team has been just about the most snake-bitten team in the league um, the past two years after consecutive uh, seven and nine seasons. I see them kind of reverting back to their seven and nine ways this upcoming year. Maybe not seven and nine, but nine and seven or eight and eight and missing the playoffs, I don't think is as unrealistic as, as Tommy does. And I'm willing to put 150 down for the value I get back on the Saints missing the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to sent there, obviously, but I didn't really touch the Saints playoff line. I went down to San Francisco where we teased this a little bit. I have San Francisco. Uh, I put $200 down for them to make the postseason to, to net me $420. Uh, I really believe in the San Francisco team this year. And if it's not going to be this year, I don't know what year it's going to be. So I'm putting my all my eggs, or at least 200 of my eggs, in the, in the San Francisco 49ers basket. And then uh, a little bit of less value. I, I put 500 down for the Eagles to make the postseason. 500 would net you 238. Uh, you know, the value really isn't there, but I just – you know, I see this Eagles team as a, an easy playoff team and potentially the best team in the NFL. So uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm fine risking 500 bones uh, on the Eagles to make the playoffs. Was that your only uh, playoff plays? Yep, Atlanta, San Francisco, and Philadelphia were my, were yeah. my playoff plays. I only have Atlanta and New Orleans. I, I saved a lot of my – I went really big in a lot of these win totals, so I was saving a lot of my capital for kind of these sneaky plays coming up here. And I'll, yeah. I'll start off the – Continuum here of the of the of the plays, the interesting ones. Colts, the Indianapolis Colts have the best record in the NFL when the season's over. Um, hundred dollars for eight hundred. I think this Indianapolis Colts thing again. I'll reference the AFC South podcast. I said that I could see them winning thirteen or fourteen games this year. Obviously, the luck injury rumors and the calf thing has scared me a little bit, but at the same time, I, I think he's going to be ready to go week one and. Um, I think he's going to continue to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And I think this Colts team is really coming into form after building the last couple of years. And I'm really excited to see what they have in store this year. Usually the Patriots are obviously the favorite to do this. I, I think the Patriots are going to continue their success in the league, but I don't think they're going to be winning 14 games, 13 games this year. I see the Colts more as that kind of wild card team that can come in, come in and win a lot of games this year. So um, I was more than happy to put 100 down for the 800 return, and sticking with the Colts, this is my Super Bowl pick this year. So i obviously very bullish on this team. Put 100 down for the Colts to win the Super Bowl, to hoist Lombardi's trophy this year. Andrew Luck's got to do it sometime before he retires. Why not this year, especially when everyone's against him here with the calf injury, trying to circulate these rumors. 1600 or $100 to win 1600 I think those are pretty solid odds for the Colts to go in and, and win, especially if they can. So, especially if they can dominate in the regular season, kind of parlayed these two together um, for the Colts to win the Super Bowl here. Uh, obviously, you know, kind of a long shot, but this is my Super Bowl pick. So, again, kind of putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah, really good value there. And that's and when you get into these a lot of these props, I, I was searching for value. I made a lot of uh, you know low risk twenty five dollar bets. So you guys are gonna have to bear with me here. But I just remembered. Uh, I did put $100 to win $250 on the Jets to make the uh, postseason. I forgot to throw that in. So uh, to go along with them going over seven and a half wins, I thought you know plus $250 was good value for the Jets to potentially be one of those wild card teams. And uh, let's stick with the, the record theme because I have a couple record bets. Um, I put uh, $25 on the Eagles to have the best record in the NFL. That would net me $250. And then I put $25 on Miami to have the worst record for $150, $25 on Cincinnati to have the worst record for $225, and $25 on the New York Jets to have the worst, or the New York Giants, excuse me, to have the worst record for $225 as well. 
So I split $100 uh, on, some, on some good value, I thought. Hoping one of those teams comes in last. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. one of those three teams has got to, unless the skins or someone like that falls. Yeah. Uh, when you do these, a lot of these preseason prop bets, you just have to, you know, lose some money and <laughs> kind of just Cover kind of swing for the fences and, and try and make more than $3,200. That's really the goal, and we're going to see at the end of the year, you know, how that did. Uh, Lee, you want to you want to move us on? Yeah, um, a little more specific here. Um, this is to be a wild card playoff team, so not necessarily to make the playoffs. A little more specific, the odds are a little better to be a wild card playoff team. These are kind of teams that I saw as playoff teams was ready to jump on their playoff line, and then I said, wait a minute, I don't really see either of these teams winning their respective divisions. So I'm going to get a little more specific and, and throw. Uh, money down on them to be a wild card playoff team. Starting off with the Lions, again, putting my money where my mouth is. I said that this team would be a playoff team, and I said they'd finish second in the division. So that equals a wild card berth. And I thought the value was incredible here. Uh, $200 to win 2400 for the Detroit Lions to be a wild card playoff team. Um, for all the reasons I've stated earlier, I think this Lions team is poised to win nine or ten games this year and, and get that NFC wild card berth. And then I hopped on the Jets wagon with the wild card playoff berth. Obviously, I don't think they're going to surpass New England in that division. So I see them being a wild card team. Sam Darnold kind of proving his worth in year two. And I put $135 down on the Jets to be a wild card team for an $810 return. So those are my two wild card playoff team plays. Interested to see if you have any specific ones like that. I do not. I'm all into player and coaches props uh, right now, but I think those those are all good values. Do you yeah. want to finish off your, I your wild card teams? I got one more, and this isn't a wild card. This is a team to get a first-round buy. So this is going to be, uh, I bet, on the Minnesota Vikings to get and the number one seed in the NFC. Um, another kind of a bit of a long shot, but this is a team where I really think they're, they're poised to pop this year. I can see them winning 12 games, and I think that very well may be enough to get the number one seed in the NFC. And uh, again, put $100 down for a $1,100 return on the Minnesota Vikings to be the number one seed in the NFC. Kind of thought to myself, well, if I don't think the Saints are going to be the number one seed in the NFC and I don't think the Rams are going to be the number one seed in the NFC, where does that leave me? It's kind of a between the Eagles and the Vikings, and the Vikings had a little bit better value, so I figured let's throw 100 down on the Vikings to see if they can, you know, if Kirk Cousins can finally play up to that contract. Obviously, bolster the offensive line in the draft and in the offseason. We know that defense is really going to get after it. All tallied together with their, uh, I think, maybe not very easy schedule, but middle-of-the-pack schedule uh, in, in terms of dif- difficulty. Um, I just thought that the $1,100 return for, for a Benjamin was, was too good value to pass up. Yeah, let the record show that I dissent, but can't really argue with the value. Um, I would be very surprised if the Vikings are the number one seed, but hey, 100 bucks to get you uh, 1100 is, is pretty awesome. Uh, I'm going to get into some of my, my individual player and coaching props, and I'll start it off with Coach of the Year. I split $100 between Kyle Shanahan to win Coach of the Year, 50 for 500 and then Doug Peterson, 50 for 800 to win Coach of the Year. And then another little coaching prop, Bill O'Brien. I'm, I'm hopping on the list. Yeah, right baby. Here. Bill O'Brien, first coach to be fired, 100 for $1,200. Um, I, it was between him and Ron Rivera. Rivera was at plus 2000 but I just think, uh, you know, Rivera has a little bit more of a leash, and O'Brien, I think this is really a make-or-break year for him. Uh, and, and just to you know, help you out a little bit there, the first seven weeks of the Houston Texans season consist of four games on the road, and one of them's at New Orleans, one of them's at the Chargers, one of them's at the Chiefs, one of them's at the Colts. Wow. Um, and then their, their three home games are against Jacksonville, Carolina, and Atlanta. So 
Uh, obviously, you know, there's some winnable games in there when you have an elite quarterback like Deshaun Watson, but I'm totally with that whole you Bill O'Brien. scratch that. Let's put 3,200 on Bill O'Brien to be the first coach. <laughs> scratch my whole bankroll, baby. Forget everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely with that. I didn't play around with the coaching odds too much. That's I, okay. We can... Yeah, no, I, I do want to say, though, I did throw $10 down on Matt Patricia to win Coach of the Year for, for 1000 I just thought that the value was, if I'm going to go in on the Lions this much, hey, I might as well throw $10 that Patricia is going to get rewarded for it. Um, and if it's if it's a ten dollar bet for a thousand dollar return, why the heck not? Um, and if we're sharing these specific player plays, because I have three other plays, but those are division plays, and we'll get to those after. Um, I put five dollars down on Jameis Winston to win the MVP. That shows you how confident I am in it. Definitely something that I think is in the realm of possibility. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have an even better season than I think they'll have, obviously the talent is there. I think, and there's a reason he was drafted number one. There's a reason that. He's supposed to be the franchise guy that he definitely has not proven he can be. But if the whole Bruce Arians thing can click, I really think that this is a pretty good value play. Five bucks to win you 500 yeah. I Great. mean, why the heck not? Great value. I'll share my MVP picks too now. Uh, we'll stick with that. I put $100 on Carson Wentz to win MVP. I mean, this guy was so close to winning MVP before he's, he tore his ACL in L.A. back in 2017. And, you know, this is a team that I really think is going to do big things this year. And so I put $100 down on Carson Wentz to win MVP for 1200 and then I split $100. Uh, one, one side of it went to, went to Jimmy G. I'm bullish on the Niners. Let's stick with that. Fifty for well, $16.50 for Jimmy G. So I just thought that was really good value. And then probably the best value of all, 50 for Kyler to win MVP would net me $3,300. Um, so that would just yeah. make all my money back right there. And why not throw <laughs> $50 on potentially the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, definitely um, a risky play just because he hasn't played a snap yet. But – uh, I, I definitely see where your head's at, considering that he's one of the more explosive playmakers at the position to come into the league in the he's, past. You know, I mean, yeah, he's plus ever. Uh, six six thousand six hundred. So yeah. you know, might as well. Um, um, let me let me tally on uh, David Montgomery, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, another five another five dollar bet there for a hundred. You can tell I was kind of running out of bankroll yeah. toward, towards the end here. Um, put five to win a hundred. I just think David Montgomery has the best chance to win offensive rookie of the year outside of Kyler Murray. And uh, if Kyler doesn't have the year that we suspect him to have and kind of has more rookie struggles than we than we anticipate at that position, I think Dave, David Montgomery is definitely a safe bet to just kind of continue. We were talking about it before the pod. Kind of just continue what he did in college in terms of just being a bell cow of a running back and in that Bears offense really bailing out uh, the passing attack when it's not working. Yeah, and I, I was I was thinking the same thing. I split $100 on rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year bets. I put 50 on Montgomery uh, to win 1000 Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Lee. I think this is a you know great value for him to win, uh, you know, rookie of the year. I, I really loved his play at Iowa State, um, and I, I think he could potentially be an, an upgrade over Jordan Howard. And then uh, I put fifty dollars on Jordan Howard's eventual eventual uh, the guy's going to take his job, Miles Sanders. Mm. I put fifty dollars on Miles Sanders to win offensive rookie of the year. That would net me uh, eleven uh, one thousand one hundred. And I think outside of you know Kyler and Josh Jacobs. Um, I, I actually think Montgomery and Sanders have a, a chance to win Rookie of the Year over Josh Jacobs just because of the offenses they're in and the surrounding talent around them. Um, I could I could very well see that. Does um, that wrap up your? I have Defensive Rookie of the Years, and uh, yeah, I just have Defensive Rookie of the Years, and that's all. Yeah, go ahead, because I then I only have three hundred dollars left, and they're all division plays, so I'll okay. just finish it off with that. Um, I for Defensive Rookie of the Year, I split a hundred dollars between four players. 
I put $25 on Nick Bosa to win for 187 Then I put $25 on Quinn and Williams to win for 250 $25 on Brian Burns to win for 550 And my biggest dark horse of them all, $25 on Darnell Savage to win Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, for $825. Um, I think Savage can be a guy, you know, like Eddie Jackson, some kind of new wave, uh, super rangy safety. And after we saw what Derwin James did last year, uh, I, I could see Savage having a similar impact in, in Green Bay. And all of these guys are guys that are, are going to be playing right away. Yeah. So I think that's what you got to look for. You're um, definitely playing the game a bit more than I am, too, in yes. terms of just like hoping that one of these guys lands and yes. you can kind of make your money back and then some, which I totally understand. Um, I kind of took a different approach. Just kind of went swung for yeah. the fences with with how I feel here, and I'll finish it off with my. I'm at 2,900 spent here, so I've got 300 dollars left, and I was looking through the um, division division odds, and obviously we've gone through all our division previews, and I kind of just went with what I've said in the division previews. I just think there's a lot of value. First one is the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to win the AFC North. I think this is a great bet, quite honestly. Even if the Browns are good this year, I can still see the Steelers kind of matching their level of play. Um, and that's uh, $100 for 195 I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have dominated this division for as long as I can remember, and with the departure of maybe two of the most talented players on the team, also departed two of the biggest egos on, the, on their team, and I just think that they can kind of get back to the lunch pail, Mike Tomlin-led style of play that J.P. Shady um, referenced in the, in the Power Ranks pod. Uh, I just think that the Steelers are a great bet to make me my money back and then some um, to win that division. Uh, I, I quite honestly think they should be favored. I think there's a lot yeah. of hype surrounding the Browns. Even with the believing in the Browns as an extremely talented team, I still think they kind of got to earn their way to to win this division. And going to Pittsburgh and winning a game there is not something I necessarily see the Browns having an easy time doing. Um, not nearly as easy of a time as I see the Steelers going to Cleveland and winning that game. So to continue in the uh, with the divisions here, uh, the Minnesota Vikings to win the NFC North. This team is... Uh, uh, projected to go come third in this division, and this is a team that I think is going to win the division. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit uh, have fallen out of favor with the Chicago Bears fan base and the Green Bay Packers fan base, but these are two teams that I think are going to take a significant step back. Um, for the Bears, I think it's going to uh, come in terms of the, their record. I think the Bears are going to be more of a 500 team this year that uh, doesn't doesn't win as many close games as they did last year, and. I think the reliance on their defense is going to kind of bite them in the butt a little bit more this year than it did last year. And Mitch Trubisky, as we've said time and time again, is going to get exposed a bit more. And I think the Green Bay Packers, I'm not as far, um, you know, in, in, in out of favor as Klepp is in terms of how bad I think they're going to be this year. But I do think the Green Bay Packers are going to take a step back. And I kind of thought it was an interesting take that Aaron Rodgers may be playing for a different team next year. I just think that the Packers could find themselves in a position after this year where they're at kind of a crossroads and the LaFleur thing didn't work and, and Rodgers is a year older and the past three years really haven't gone nearly as, as well as you thought they would. The whole ticket sales thing, I, I don't know, there's a lot that goes into this where I just think the Packers are kind of a risky play this year. And then sitting there at you know, $100 to win $240 is the Minnesota Vikings who had a really bad year last year are, and are kind of returning all of their guys. And it's really going to come down to Kirk Cousins' ability to make plays and, and, and get the ball to arguably the best receiver tandem in the NFL and Mike Zimmer's ability to prove again that he's one of the better defensive minds in this league. So, And, and just a comment about that, which is which is interesting. Even though I, I kind of dissented on the Vikings being the number one seed, 
you know, they had a down year last year, but they were a win away in Chicago from winning that division. Yep. Right. Right. They just, and, they were a win away every single yeah, week. It yeah. seemed like they just couldn't win any game you thought they would win and that they were supposed to win. And if they're going to go ahead and do that this year, fine, then I'll be wrong. And Kirk Cousins will not be wearing the Vikings jersey next year. But I just think that they kind of exercised some of their demons, so yeah. to speak, last year in terms of just like their flaws. And I just think that this is kind of the year where they recoup and maybe they don't and win 12 games or come number one in the NFC, like I say. But I still think 10 wins can win the division this year. Yeah, and we're both guys who are huge fans of Garrett Bradbury. And this is a guy who we think could come mm-hmm. in and just be an automatic, potentially pro baller. In his I think he year. somewhat fixes their offensive line. One well, yeah. player, him and, the, and Brian O'Neill coming gonna, back well, for a second I was going to say, year. you're a big Brian O'Neill fan. Yeah. And they drafted uh, Drew Samia, if I'm not uh, yep. mistaken, who was a really solid guard out of Oklahoma. So if their offensive line woes are fixed... Uh, You'd like to think that um, this this Vikings team's on on the come up. And with my last hundred spot, I go back to the team that I think we've been hitting the hardest this this uh, in terms of cumulative money spent. This podcast is the Atlanta Falcons to win the NFC South at three hundred fifty for a hundred. I, I just think that the value there is supreme, I, especially tallied with my disbelief in the Saints and my disbelief in the Panthers. I think if when it comes down to it, the Falcons are a team that. Uh, Adam Klepp said it in his uh, overnight bus article where he, he gave you a Super Bowl pick, is that this is a team that's going to play 13 games in a dome this year. Yep. And the three games they don't play in the dome are in, I think, Carolina, uh, L.A., and Miami. Or something like that. Tampa. Tampa's got to be one. Yeah, Tampa. Sorry. So um, those are games where they're not really going to be dealing with any weather conditions barring some crazy thunderstorm or rain. Um, and I just think this is a team that's going to kind of do their business week after week. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to got an improved offensive line. Maybe I didn't necessarily agree with their picks on the offensive line, but suffice to say that they did a lot to fix it. I think yeah. Lidstrom was a good pick, and God bless McGarry. I, I hope he's okay yeah, with the whole heart condition, but that's a huge red flag yeah. um, injury-wise. But I still think that the offensive line is going to come back improved, and I think this defense has a lot to prove. There's some guys who are really going to step up this year. So my, with my last $100, I spent uh, – Spend it on the Falcons to win the NFC South for three fifty. There. Do you want to go over some some other values, maybe? Because there are some bets that I didn't pull the trigger on that I think could potentially be fruitful. Yeah, um, I might just want to go over them. I'll just go over sure. real quick. Uh, you know, I'm I'm probably the biggest Packers believer in this group, and I saw Matt Lafleur to win Coach of the Year at plus two thousand. I just think if the Packers end up winning the division and having a good year, uh, he's definitely going to be in the race. So just based on that, I think it's good value. And likewise with my next Coach of the Year candidate. Candidate Cliff Kingsbury is plus 3,300 to win Coach of the Year. And if if Arizona has an offensive resurgence and finds himself in the playoffs, just like uh, the Bears did last year with Matt Nagy, I think you very well could see uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, being potentially the coach of the year. With all I've yapped about Arians, I'd like to see his odds for Coach of the Year, too, just to see, you know, maybe if Tampa can come in this year and win nine games. I know it sounds crazy to your average football fan, but I really wouldn't be – jaw to the floor surprised if Atlanta won this division with 11 or 12 wins and Tampa came in second with nine wins and New Orleans had eight and Carolina had six or five. So I think if, if Arians, Tampa, is, Arians is plus 2,000. Plus sorry. 2,000. So similar odds to LaFleur, right? Yep, I mean, if you, this is a guy who's won coach of the year a couple times before and, you know, a seasoned dude who I think people are underestimating the Buccaneers, as I've made very clear. There's a reason why he took that job specifically. And if he can prove to be the quarterback whisperer that he has been his whole career, this could be a turnaround year for Jameis and for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ultimately. Yep. Uh, some more value that I just want to go over, and Lee, you can respond if, you, if you'd if you like. Um, I know this is something you're probably not going to like, but Jameis Winston to lead the league in interceptions at plus 750. Uh, this is a guy who's had turnover troubles his whole life. So I, I didn't pull the trigger on this, but I just thought, you know, 
I think that's pretty good value. Um, and then a lot of sack leaders. Khalil Mack is plus 600 to lead the league in sacks. Aaron Donald is plus 250. He's the favorite to lead the league in sacks. And I just think anytime you're getting plus money for any of those guys to lead the league in sacks, I just think that's great value. And then some dark horses. Miles Garrett at plus 900 to lead the league in sacks. Demarcus Lawrence at plus 2200 to lead the league in sacks. And then a big dark horse, TJ Watt, who's really come into his own at plus 5000 to lead the league in sacks. So I just thought that's all some some nice value that if you have a definitely sprinkle bets where exactly. where you kind of can just throw a little bit on there and hope it comes through. It can be such a cluster, you know yep. what, betting on sacks or receiving yards or receiving touchdowns or interceptions. But there definitely there's a reason for that, and there's a lot of money to be made if you can hit a home run with it. Um, and on the interceptions topic, I wanted to say uh, Josh Allen. I think was plus uh-huh. sixteen hundred, I believe. Was it yeah plus sixteen hundred for Josh Allen to lead the league in interceptions? I think that that with their air it out kind of mentality and the weather they're going to be playing in, and I mean maybe you know I believe in Josh Allen a little more than I did last year, but I still think he's definitely got that gunslinger label and is going to be a guy who's going to be throwing hucking that ball around a lot to uh, you know to different uh, different receivers down the field and you know viable to get picked off a good amount. And then a kind of sneaky play would be Jared Goff to lead the league in interceptions. It's tough to pick this one because you know McVeigh's in that headset, basically telling him where to yeah. go every time. And you know this guy's been pretty, pretty clean cut as a maybe not a game breaker, but a guy who can deliver the football to where it needs to be. I, I can see him kind of taking a step back this year. And what, what, what are the odds there? Goff's at plus twenty eight hundred. Plus plus twenty eight hundred. So what is that? Ten bucks gets you two hundred eighty for Goff to lead the league yeah. in interceptions. Maybe not the sexiest play, but a play I can see maybe Goff taking a step back and turning the ball over. You know the most in his career this upcoming year. Not one I was willing to spend my my precious thirty two hundred on, but something just, definitely to keep your eye just on. Just a correction: Josh Allen was plus twelve hundred. Twelve hundred, um, okay. And now that I'm looking at it, I mean, Fitzpatrick is plus twenty five hundred. He probably won't start the majority of the season, which is probably why he's he's yeah. down there. But that's you know the biggest gunslinger in the league, uh, mm-hmm. who's gonna he throws you know at least two interceptions to start. So uh, Eli Manning plus eighteen hundred. These are all little sprinkle bets and. If, you, if you, the audience didn't already know, I made my career. I started off my career betting three dollars on Von Miller to win the Super Bowl MVP. So yeah. I live for the sprinkle bets. The baby. sprinkle bets can definitely prove to be to be very worthy. It's like when you're playing blackjack and you throw a, a little a little one dollar piece on the on the you know to get to get the uh, you know same suit. You know you you get you get a nice little return for that. It's it, you sprinkle it and then you're like, whoa, you know what? I'm a little smarter than I thought maybe. Um, but you know, this has been a pleasure. I, I I look forward to continuing doing some some gambling corner uh, bets as the season goes on. I'm not, I'm definitely a degenerate. I'm not enough of a degenerate to bet on the preseason, so I don't think we're going to be doing a gambling corner until uh, until you know September 5th when the regular season kicks off. But it's good to get these preseason bets in before the the season kicks off. And as I'm sure you guys can tell, we're more more excited than ever right now. Hard knocks starting tonight, and uh, you know we're within a month here of of NFL regular season football and, you know, with the college season coming up as well. Definitely you can feel it in the air. We might have to get Connor Ryan on to do a uh, college college win total bet props. Yeah, no, that, that would be a lot of fun. I would just love to do overall kind of a college college football breakdown with Connor. That'd be, yeah. that'd be awesome. So um, you heard it here. We'll, we'll, you know, it'd be fun to hold, hold ourselves to this and maybe circle back yeah, uh, as, definitely. as the season goes on just to kind of see where we're at with the gambling will. corner bets here. You know, you guys – we're going to release this one out unedited, so you guys are going to be able to hear Rob what what we were thinking and you know how much of a genius or how much of a of a jester we may be at the end of the day. 
Um, but you know, I'm, I'm fairly confident. It was tough just having the hour tough. to do it, where because so much about gambling is uh, bankroll management and being able to make you know, like I've got a 420 on Arizona and 525 yeah. on the line. So it's like if I get those two wrong, it doesn't matter if I get the other three right. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the hole for that. But your confidence is definitely tested um, with these teams, and you know. Definitely going to be interested to circle back and see see where we're at. And just two other notes I just wanted to mention real quick. Uh, I'm big on the, the Eagles and the, the 49ers, but they're both, you know, the Eagles are minus 165 to go over 9.5, and, and the Niners are minus 145 to go over 8. If there's any way you can get an alternate line on those ones, maybe Girl